Welcome to another great episode of the Midlife Makeover Show live on Instagram. These shows are unedited, uncensored, and unbelievably good. I would love it if you joined us on Instagram when we go live with awesome guests and great topics. Just follow me on Instagram at Wendy Valentine or the Midlife Makeover Show and click on the live shows tab on my profile. I hope to see you there. Enjoy the show. Welcome to the Midlife Makeover Show live on the IG. I don't know why I always say it like that. <laughs> and by the way, it's really funny to be on here by yourself. Oh, there you are already. Look at uh, your pretty uh, face. <laughs> Thank you. Morning, beautiful. Good morning. You're a hoot, Wendy. Like, I, I'm already, I mean, we got to do that little pre- pre-live chat and yeah. I was still laughing when I got off the on May the Force be with you. I'm like, okay, I know, you too. I, I mean, <laughs> the things that I said, you know what? Even like I'm shocked that I've actually started my own show and even going on IG Live because I would always just say stuff. I'm like, what do I say that for? But I must say the beauty at midlife is not giving a crap. Oh yeah. I really love that. Are, are we yeah. allowed to swear? Are we allowed to swear on this? <laughs> yeah. I I love it. Yeah. I'm a, I embrace swearing. Oh, yeah, I my my it. boyfriend sometimes complains. He goes, "I had no idea I was, you know, gonna live with a a, a sailor." I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> "Hey, you know what?" Tony Robbins cusses. He actually has. He even says that when you when you say certain cuss words at a certain time, it it will actually like trigger something within your brain. It really like wakes you up. And I'm assuming yeah. so. If it's good for Tony Robbins, it's good for me. I I. I I'm going to tell him that next time he gives me grief. I'm like, fucking Tony Robbins. So I'm going to be fun with it. <laughs> have you ever been to one of his live events? I have not, but it's, it's sort of on my list of things that I would like to experience. You know? Yeah. I did it a few years ago. It was amazing. I can't remember where it was at. Oh, I think it was in uh, New York. Maybe I did it. And I got to walk on fire. That was wild. I lost my feet, but it was cool. Okay. <laughs> I had no skin at the bottom of my feet. I have no feet okay. left, but you know. Right. So right. he made you he made you walk on it, not jump over it. Because I had to jump yeah. over fire when I did one of those Spartan races. You know, they had this big bonfire at the end and you had to jump over it. And that was pretty intimidating and hot. And I but I wasn't walking across it. I was jumping over it. Yeah. So you literally walk over black holes. It's crazy. And it didn't hurt. It was so strange, but I did run fast. Yeah. <laughs> shallow Hal. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Tony Robbins, when someone just said Shallow Hal. Remember when Tony Robbins. Oh, was like, I love that. Yes. I that love that. Such a great, that was such a great cameo. He did a cameo in that movie, right? He was, yeah, yeah that was so, so funny. He was so good. So thank you, everyone, for joining us here today. Uh, we have Jack Perez with us. Uh, what did someone just say? Being bold is not being rude rude yeah you're saw exactly that. right yeah you don't have to be rude yeah i we'll talk about that thanks thanks yeah i would I love i would it. actually love to talk about that because i'm actually kind of experimenting with um having more boundaries yeah and 
And I'm telling you right now, practicing boundaries, I'm so clunky at it that sometimes I think, well, how am I going to get good at this so that I don't come across as a total bitch as I am exercising my boundaries? So yeah, being bold is not being rude, but when you're not very good at it yet, like I'm still figuring it out. So yeah. yeah, And I love that. I love your vulnerability with that too. I mean, I think we're all trying to figure stuff out, right? And we just do the best that we can. And I agree with that, especially for women to stand up for yourself. Doesn't mean you have to be rude. Doesn't mean you have to scream. You can just actually, what I find to be so amazing male or female is that when you're just direct that in, in a very calm voice, that is more powerful than "Ah," freaking out and just be like, Hey, it is, it is, but I don't know how you were raised, but you know, Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm 58. So I'm a lot older than you are. And Mm -hmm. I was also raised by Latin American parents that had come, that were refugees from Cuba. So Mm -hmm. I was raised, um, that women really couldn't be bold, that we had to be polite, that we had Mm -hmm. to, you know, be careful about other people's feelings. And you know, and you can, and you can be both, I, I believe. Right. But when I was younger, I didn't, I didn't know how. I didn't yeah. know how to be both. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's so interesting. So yeah. tell everyone a little bit about what you do. And my favorite question, why you do what you do. So what I do is I run a digital, digital, what the heck is that? Um, <laughs> let me try that one again. I run a digital platform that is dedicated to normalizing aging, in particular for women. My focus is on women. And I I know men age, and I know men have their own stuff, and more power to you, but I focus on women. And the reason I, and how I do it, because Mm -hmm. there's a lot of women entering the space, which is amazing, because there's a lot of us. Mm -hmm. And how I do it is a little different so far from what I've seen out there. And what I chose to do was to create the space where I could bring in thought leaders and experts from around the world Mm -hmm. who have the knowledge on the topics that happen to be really relevant to us in this season of life. And Wendy, I think that this season of life is more tumultuous yeah. And puberty ever was. And we <laughs> know it. Who's throwing us a party? I want I party. Know. How come I don't get a quinceanera or a sweet 16 party? I know. We should. We should right? have a midlife party, right? Yeah. And so no, they're right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and I just, I just saw Marty, a divorce coach for women, just joined. And she's one of my oh. thought leaders who writes uh. about divorce. Because guess what? The majority of divorces are initiated by women after 50. So that's a real, that's a real thing, right? Wow. That's a real thing. The largest percentage of divorces are initiated by women after 50. Let that sink in for a little bit. Yeah, right? See, what do you, why do you think that is? Oh. <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh my God. Okay. So not to offend men, yeah. but I think a lot of women didn't realize what they were signing up for. Mm-hmm. And once the kids are grown enough that they're like, because men can't keep up, I, that's kind of, <laughs> a little bit, yeah. Right? We are, we are a lot. And, but a it's lot. also, yeah. you know, a lot of women just get tired. They're I'm like, you know, you. my kids are gone. Why are you still behaving like a kid? You know what I mean? Right. So right. I think a lot of women just 
stuck it out because yep. of the kids. And then mm-hmm. as soon as they were done, as soon as those children, you know, they have the empty nest, they're like, I might as well just empty the entire nest. Start over. Yes. Start yeah. over. Yeah. yeah. Very cool. And so, you know, that also then leads to, you got, then you start dating. Right. And, you know, how do you date with a dry vagina? Right. These are all things that are really important. <laughs> yeah. And so that's why, right. <laughs> that's why I built the website and that's why I built the platform because I wanted to bring women that information. I wanted and, to and provide that. conversation, right. Bring that, not skirt around it. Like, yes, let's get direct here with things that happen at midlife, male, yeah. female, everything. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it's, so tell me, so I know you, I, cause I read your, uh, the one sheet as we call it, yes. right. Your resume, if you will. Right. Tell everyone a little bit about some of the wild, cool stuff that you have done. Oh God. I don't know where to start. You're, you're a third um, degree black belt. First of all, I am. And you know, when I started taking Taekwondo was after my divorce. Now I, ah. I was, you know, I'm, I'm a, I'm an early, I'm an early person. So I'm ahead mm-hmm. of the curve. So I didn't wait till I was 50. I was in my forties when I got separated and divorced mm-hmm. and I needed something. I needed an mm-hmm. outlet because holy cow, it doesn't matter if you're the divorcer or the divorcee, mm-hmm. it sucks. And it, yeah. it doesn't matter. I mean, it's still, you're mourning, you're grieving a loss. You're having to figure everything, redefining everything. It is it is hard to right. find an anchor. And mm-hmm. I also had a small child. I had a two-year-old at the time, two, three-year-old. And so, wow. you know, um, dealing with being a single mom, although I was very lucky uh, that his father co-parented, but when they're little, mm-hmm. yeah, mama is way more important. I mean, anytime mm-hmm. he was hurt or didn't feel well, he needed me and wanted to be right. with me, mm-hmm. which, you know, which is fine because as he got older, you know, it, that worked out fine. But in order to process and just focus on something else, mm-hmm. I got into Taekwondo because it was easier to kick and punch shit and feel yeah. physical pain than it was to deal with the internal pain mm, of that interesting. loss. Interesting, yeah. And, and so I just kept going and kept going and year after year. And then 10 years later, it's like, oh, look, I have a third degree black belt. So <laughs> That is so cool. And you just got back from a huge trip. Uh, would you, Croatia, Italy, what else have you done? Yeah, Montenegro yeah. and Bosnia, Herzegovina. Yes. Yeah, so the thing is that, Wendy, I have always had huge wanderlust. And before I became a mom, and I decided to become a mom late in life. I was 38 when I had my baby. The very year before that, I am not making this up. Like I was on a around the world trip for a year. And this was pre-smart anything, right? There was yeah. no Apple phone or Android. How we did it was with travel books. I remember photos, photos, yeah. and, you know, and remember maps. Yeah. Yes, a and, map. and a compass. Oh, a I, yeah. I, had, I had nothing, nothing wow. that required electricity, nothing. I didn't mm. even wear contacts through this year. I, I, I wore glasses. Mm. And so and then I got home like November, end of November, and I got knocked up on December by December 15th. And that was the plan. Uh, but that was the plan. Yeah. Okay, and yeah. I didn't I didn't realize how much I had missed traveling mm-hmm. because I was in motherhood prison, right? right. For 20 mm-hmm. years. Right. And so yeah. where was I gonna go? I wasn't gonna go anywhere. 
And <laughs> and then the minute that kid left, well, actually the minute he left, I I broke my back in a skydiving oh. accident. Dang. Yeah. Yeah, I uh I broke my like, Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> sucked anyway well the thing is that we were headed to college i was gonna drop him off and he my godson had just turned 18 and he wanted to jump out of an airplane and my son said he was gonna do it with his with his godbrother and what did i think well i can't let these boys jump out of an airplane by themselves what if something goes wrong as if i could help (laughs) but nonetheless we we all jumped out of the airplane and they were fine thank god I, on the other hand, ended up with three broken vertebrae. Oh. So I spent about the next three months lying in bed. Oh, God, that's awful. So, so wow. his freshman year, uh, I didn't process the emptiness his freshman year mm-hmm. because I was so distracted with my own misery. Mm-hmm. But um, this year he's a sophomore. And I'll tell you, I've been gone more than I've been here. I mean, I went in May. I went to Italy and... Ireland and Switzerland and France and and I'm headed to Colombia next month. Good for you. There's so many amazing places to see, right? Yes. And I'm one of those people that for whatever reason, I mean, some people, because I was thinking about this, like why, why, why do I do this? Like, Mm -hmm. what is it? What drives me? And I don't know that I have a real explanation, but it's, I mean, you've seen those people that like, tear up when they're hearing opera on opera you know operatic yeah, music yeah. and they're so overwhelmed with emotion and joy and i i personally can't stand opera that doesn't do anything for me <laughs> i do not get it but i can see how mm-hmm. it really moves someone and affects them right and that's how travel that's that's the thing that's what fills me up that's what moves me to tears at times yeah. is is being in places that I've never seen before. I can totally relate. That was one one of the reasons I did the RV journey last year and took my little solo trip there because I wanted to experience new places and new people and and kind of be on the no plans land, just winging it. <laughs> Which I that's pretty much my whole life, but I, I love it. that though. Yeah. I love that. I just spent 15 days alone, alone. <sighs> and you know what? I liked it. Mm-hmm. I yeah. did, and I'm, and I'm really good at it. You know, <laughs> and if I needed company, I'd go on a tour or, yeah. you know, go to a restaurant and, and inevitably, you know, see other solo travelers and yep. I'd get adopted by even couples that just would start conversations with me and share a glass of wine or whatnot. And then, you know, on my way home by myself, but yeah, that was, that was one thing that people would express to me on Instagram and Facebook when I was RVing is that they feared getting lonely or they would ask if I felt lonely. And I was like, no, I mean, there's a difference between being alone and lonely. And I had a blast. I mean, I just, I never felt unsafe and I never felt lonely at all yeah and what i love about solo traveling and i'll be curious to see if these are some of the reasons that you like it too is that i get to do whatever i want when i want to and Mm -hmm. i can change my mind mid doing it and no one's gonna get (laughs) mad at me (laughs) i love it yeah so i can do whatever i want so so speaking of since we're talking about being bold here today and how to be bold um 
what do you think the importance is uh, to go rather than let me just wait a little bit until I get all my duckies in a row? Because that'll never happen. Yeah. <laughs> you're never, you're not going anywhere if you wait till you're ready. Holy yeah. cow. Like if I think back now about if I had waited to launch Cool Life when I was ready or to launch any of the myriad and sundry things that I've tried over the years, you know, I tried um, a Facebook Live weekly show. Mm -hmm. I don't do that anymore because it didn't didn't really float my boat. But yeah. I didn't wait to be ready. And I mean, like, I just did it. And I did it mm -hmm. for a while. And I was like, yeah, this isn't right for me. I'm not doing it anymore. Yeah. The thing is, like, I throw, I throw stuff out there all the time. And then if it sticks, it sticks. If it doesn't, on to the next. You and but I are so you similar. Yeah. But to, in my opinion, I would get nothing done if I waited till I was ready. Yeah. I, I'm never fully ready for anything. Right. But I'm, but I'm also the kind of person like in a situation where they're like, who's going to go first. I'm like, pick me. I, I, I'm like the girl who wants to go first. You're, you're the Guinea pig. You're like, yeah, yeah, I'll do it. I'll try it. I'll do it. I'll do it. And I'll do almost anything. I mean, you know, it's just, yeah. But yeah. I remember the I, live I, commercials when he would eat the cereal and they're like, Mikey will oh, eat it. Mikey will like it. Yeah. Yeah. That was me too. Like I'll try it. Okay. Yeah. So Right. That's really so being bold. It's before we started, I've looked up the definition of bold showing okay. an ability to take risks. And I've never been able to say that word right risks, risks, risks. That's a hard one. <laughs> uh, to be confident and courageous. What's your so, can you read it again? Because I got yeah. caught up in the risk Show, showing <laughs> an ability to take risks, uh, to be confident and courageous. Is how yeah. that's what. So I, I'll tell you my thoughts on this because I happen to be the podcast is coming out tomorrow. Um, I wrote about this yesterday and spoke about it on the podcast. And you can't, I can't bottle courage and give it to you. I can't mm. bottle, you know, to be bold and give that to you. I can't, I can't make you do anything. I can't, I can't bottle your know, love and here you go. I can't do that. So the way I look at it to be bold is what you were just talking about. It's taking action over and yeah. over and over again. Yeah. Uh, I, I agree. And mm. honestly, like this is sort of how I view the world. Okay. What's the worst thing that'll happen? Yeah. yeah. What's the worst thing that'll happen? Mm-hmm. Am I going to bleed out? No, right. I, I can make a different decision if that one ends up not being the best choice. Right. And so, uh, like I told you before we went live, I said, there's no mistakes in life, only retakes. So I, if it doesn't I, work I, out, like, who cares? Move on. Just, just keep going. Keep going. Well, and, and here's the deal. Some of the greatest gifts I have received in yeah. my life have been directly related two decisions and choices that maybe weren't the best ones at the time. Right. But right. I walked away with invaluable lessons and invaluable insights into what makes Jack work. What right. does Jack want? And mm -hmm. I'm going to tell you, there's none of that is wasted. I right. believe. Mm -hmm. I believe each and every one of those are invaluable to living a, what I deem a huge cool life. Right. And right. that's, that's why I called it cool life. Cause I believe that 
anyone who wants to can live a cool life until they stop living. There's no reason. Right. There's no reason to ever change that. And whatever that means mm-hmm. for you, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it doesn't it doesn't mean the same thing for everybody. Right. I think the same way with traveling. Like I was saying, there's so many cool, you know, places to see. There's also so many cool things to do in this world. And whether it be in relationships or in, you know, places to live or things to do or a job or a career, there's so, there's so much. And you're not going to know unless you try. I, ag- you, I agree. And, yeah. and like, you have a lot of time on this planet mm-hmm. to explore and indulge in different activities and opportunities and I, I, I'm one of those people that believes that if I am not growing, if I'm not challenging myself, if I'm not a little scared every day, mm-hmm. right? It's not, a, it's not a good day. <laughs> I know it's so boring. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. It's, it's not a good day unless I have a little, a little, a little fear. Every day is good. <laughs> so there, there's a quote that just came to mind was, um, "Life is not about finding yourself; it's about creating yourself." and just just like you were talking about you have you have to experiment you have to go out there and explore you have to try things in life to create yourself because you don't really know what you like and don't like I think of it as a like life is a buffet and there's go up there you sample some things Ooh, I like that one okay cool go back for more go back for a second third and then you might sample something like okay that I don't like that Okay, cool. Then don't go back for it. Well, I mean, and here also, I I, want to add to that because Mm -hmm. not only I believe is it about creating yourself, it's about recreating yourself as many times as you want. Because here's the deal: Do you remember? Like, you have kids. You said you have you have boys. Yeah, three. So do you? Yeah. So do you remember like when they were little, you'd give them something to eat, and they liked it or didn't like it, right? Right. And then you'd give it to them again a few years later, and their taste buds have changed. Yeah, so you, you don't you, you don't just give up on the sweet potato because they spit it out at two because by the time they're five they might dig the sweet potato. Yeah. Why are why are grown up we're not any different. So right. the things that I enjoy today may mm-hmm. not have been the same things I would have enjoyed 20, 30 years ago. Yeah. And I don't know what's on the horizon for me in 10, right. 20, 30 years. All mm-hmm. I know is though that I keep I'm, the key for me mm-hmm. is to keep curious. Mm-hmm. As long as I am curious, right, then I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be just fine. You're gonna be. Just, I know you're gonna be just fine. <laughs> I'm gonna be just fine. So let's see how to break down barriers that hold you back. What do you think about that, Jack? Just, just stop it. <laughs> chances are, chances are that that barrier is not even really there. Right. I mean, half of the barriers, I believe actually more than half of the barriers Mm -hmm. are shit we tell ourselves, you know, all the, all the can'ts and the shouldn'ts and the wouldn'ts and the whatever, just change the conversation. And now, Mm -hmm. okay, I I, I say that and I do acknowledge, Wendy, that there are real potential limitations to people, Mm -hmm. like either if they've had health constraints or accidents or Whatever. I'm I'm not mm-hmm. suggesting that any of us right. are, you know, like without limits. That that's right. stupid. It's more I mean, so the barriers that are in here. Right. But but what I'm saying is that like even with those 
it's not what it's not what happens to you it's what you do with it yeah and you know i have known women here's a good example you know two women can get raped and mm-hmm. one woman is debilitated for the rest of her life and she can't connect and she cannot right. have a healthy relationship the right. other woman has started a support group uh not for profit and is yes. out there, you know, making sure that it, A, doesn't happen again, or B, that, you know, mm-hmm. women out there have a, a way to heal. Same right. thing happened to each yep. person. Yeah. They just they chose to. to do something yeah. different. Yeah. And I believe that that is within all of us. So how, really do. how do we break down those barriers, you think? What's the best way to just like, okay, be done with this thing? Whatever well, it is, it's holding us back. What do you think? Yeah, I think, you know, for some, for some people, like I happen to be one of these individuals, I'm very grateful for this, that I can make myself do things that I'm afraid mm-hmm. of. And I can mm-hmm. make myself do things that I don't want to do once I make a plan. So if, if I know what my end goal is and I know mm-hmm. how to, what I need to do to get there, mm-hmm. then I don't worry about how afraid I am of doing those steps. Right. I just do it. I just suck it up. And do it. <laughs> suck it up, buttercup. Yeah. <laughs> right. And I know not everyone is wired that way. I, right. And I and I and I and I hear that and I get that. So what do you do if you're not wired that way? Mm-hmm. Get in community. Mm-hmm. Start sharing your experience with other women. Start hearing about their experiences because you will get ideas and you will get encouragement and you will get support. Mm-hmm. And you don't know where. Or who is going to tell you that one thing yes. that just really opens it up for yourself yes. and, and helps you get over that hump. So here's the deal. You don't have to suck it up, buttercup, all by yourself if that's not <laughs> how you're wired. Yeah. There, we're here. We're here. Right. Other women. And we're so good at that with each other. We're, yeah. you know, women in particular are really good at lifting one another up empowering each other yeah you know that whole mean girl crap that used to happen in our 20s and 30s and even our early 40s mm. now in this season in this midlife season and beyond yeah no girl Mm-mm. i know the is big enough for everyone to have as many slices as they want i do yeah. not care i do <laughs> not care that you're eating my pie and that, that sounded really dirty but that's yeah. not what i meant <laughs> i love it so interestingly, um, I, I just did a questionnaire on social media and and um, about what they wish for the most or what they worried about the most. And their biggest worry slash what worry that they wished would go away would be not having the courage to be at, to to actually make the changes that they need to make in their life to be happy. And I found it really, really, really interesting. I mean, it was probably out of the five choices it was chosen, I think it was like a 75%. So most people were lacking that courage. Like they, they probably, they know what they need to do. They know what they want to do. They want to be fit. They want to be healthy. They want to live abroad. They want to travel. They want right. a new career, whatever. But they worry about not being able to have that courage to make those changes and kind of going back to what I was saying before, you can't bottle courage. And the, I, I, I think, and I, I look at my own life and I'm, people think that I'm fearless. You're, you're never going to be without fear. We're human beings. We're wired to have fear. So that in case there's a tiger coming, we can, oh my God, you know, right. Yeah. It's yeah. Fear, fear, fear is, fear is a really yeah. important 
uh, trigger for us. Yeah. And, and we shouldn't, we shouldn't try to get rid of fear because right. we'll get squashed. And I, right. I agree. I agree. Right. I mean, we need fear. We need fear. Cause you were talking about when you were saying courage, that's actually what came to my mind. It's like the mm-hmm. flip side, the other side of that courage coin is fear. Yes. And so it's, it's, to me, it's not that they lack the courage. To me, it's that they're letting the fear run the yes. show. Yeah. And so what I do with fear is I acknowledge her. Yeah. She rides shotgun next mm-hmm. to me all the time. I just have her mouth duct taped so that yeah. she's just not so loud. <laughs> you know, and once again, and, I, and it's because I have thought about what that, what am I trying to strive towards? If it's right. living in another country or if it's starting a business, whatever that is. Once I make that decision, and I know that that decision isn't going to kill me, that I'm not right. putting my head into the mouth of a lion, <laughs> then I let the fear sit there and yeah. I acknowledge it. And I'm like, okay, we're just doing mm-hmm. it anyway. Mm-hmm. And, and, and sometimes, sometimes I'm just doing it on autopilot, so mm-hmm. to speak. Do you know what I mean? Like I, right. re- I refuse to actually feel what I'm doing because it is so, fear- mm-hmm. I am so fearful of it. So what I do is just sort of have like that sort of out of body experience. Like I don't internalize yeah. the yeah. steps that I'm taking. You don't- I just do them. Right. You don't identify with it. You don't become it. You're just like, okay, it's there. You're going in the backseat, buddy, because I got stuff to do. Yeah. 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 And and I think for me, a lot of the things that I've done in my life, and I've had to leap and I just, I just leap. I think about, I was just thinking about Mel Robbins, you know, her book, the, I don't even know what the title is, but it's basically you count five, four, three, two, one. Or, right. In order to to help to push you through that fear, I'm thinking, wow, she she became famous for counting to five. I'm like, (laughs) well, someone had to, right? You know what? We're doing three. Everyone, three, two, one, go. Um, But I, I'll I'll admit though, after I read the book, I did use that because I was giving a speech. It was like years ago. It was 500 something people, you know, in the audience. I was like, oh my god, I'm about to walk up the steps on the stage and I was like oh what the hell five four three two one <laughs> yeah but whatever works whether it's counting to five or or an, an affirmation or some type of mantra something to just be like just do it I, I feel I feel that once you do it over and over and over again that creates a new habit of being able to like you said look at fear in a totally different way not allow it yeah. to take over. Yeah, I, I think it's like anything else. It's practice. So um, when I was taking Taekwondo at the beginning, any time that the master instructor would tell us to go put our sparring gear on, I literally wouldn't be able to breathe. Mm. Like I it just I knew what was coming and I had so much fear around getting I'm, I'm a small person. I'm, I'm a mm. little I'm a little person. And mm-hmm. so, you know, it was not unusual if someone landed a good kick on my chest yeah. that I would go flying oh, across the room, right? Yes. I mean, because yeah. I, I don't weigh that much, right? So every time that master instructor would tell me, okay, go get your sparring gear, I literally was like, <gasps> like I, I couldn't breathe, right? Yeah. I'd do it anyway, though. i put on that sparring gear anyway, and I'd stand on that mat and get kicked and punched and kick and punch people not not breathing. I mean, horrified. 
I kept doing it and doing it and doing it. And you know what? Eventually, when he said, go grab your sparring gear, didn't even register. Mm -hmm. I just go grab it. I just go grab it because Mm -hmm. I allowed myself to become desensitized Mm -hmm. to that. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. And just embracing it. Like, yep, it's going to be there. Fear is always going to be there. It's just what what you do with it and how you look at it. Yep. Yeah. Um, giving yourself permission to live life your way. What's your take on that? One of the best things that's ever happened after 50. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I, I, I didn't know that that was an option. And I, I almost don't want to say it out loud because I don't think those younger people need to be able to do that yet. I think they need to pay some, I think they need to pay some dues. Actually, <laughs> I, I don't, I don't really care. I mean, honestly, part of, part of not being able to live life your own on your own terms is if you are a mother, you know, right. if you are an employee, if you are a wife, you got a, you got a lot of constituents. Yeah. If you got a lot of people to answer to. And I think it's really hard for women at that stage of their life right. to put themselves first and say, mm-hmm. you know what? What I want matters more. Right. And one of the best things that's happened as I've gotten older is that I have that ability now and that flexibility now to be able to put me first. Mm. And once again, that takes practice because we're not used to doing that. Yes. But now I've been doing it for a while and I'm really good at, good at it. As a matter of fact, my boyfriend <laughs> might tell you that I'm too good at it and that I probably <laughs> need to back the truck up a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I love that. And I think too, it is so important to give yourself permission to just live and just be and not be concerned about what people are going to say or think people are, I put a quote on the other day on Instagram about people are going to criticize anyways. I think Eleanor Roosevelt said that you might as well just do what you want. They're going to criticize people. I mean, I yeah. get it. I get criticism yeah. all day long, maybe not all day long, but every day I do. Yeah. And I'm like, I do. I do too. Yeah. And right. I think I told you before, um, before we went live, when I moved to Chicago, I was selling homes and it was one of the, I, there was so much wisdom I gained from selling houses and, or just selling period, right? Is that you have to detach yourself from the sale. And if someone decides they change your mind, be like, next, next, whatever, bye, bye. Right. So if somebody right. is not liking something you're doing or something like next, bye, I got like, I'm on a mission here. Like, this is my life. I, you should, this is it. I, it amazes me sometimes when people don't go for it. I'm like, you do not realize you're not going to be here someday. Why not go for it? Right. Yeah. Yeah. I remember like when I first started, um, I, I have an email distribution list, right. And I, I do a mm-hmm. Sunday newsletter that highlights all of the articles for that week. And so it, it allows the subscribers to, to see real quick, like, okay, mm-hmm. what of these, what of these articles are relevant to me this week and what do I want to read? Mm-hmm. Well, the first time someone unsubscribed from my email list, I cried. Oh, I'm embarrassed. Yeah. I'm embarrassed to admit it. Yeah. Uh, I took it personally. I, yeah. I, and, and, and then I had to have a sit down with myself and I am like Jacqueline. Cause I'm very formal when I talk to myself. So I use my full name and I'm like, Jacqueline, you are not going to survive. If every time yeah. someone leaves, you, you take it personally, it yeah. has nothing to do with you. You know what you're doing. You know what your purpose is. Mm-hmm. You have a mission. Stay focused and do not get distracted. 
by this noise that is happening around you. And Mm -hmm. now people leave and come and do whatever they want. And I, (laughs) I I don't care. (laughs) Exactly. I know. And it's tough too, especially with what you and I do. I mean, Instagram followers and, you know, Facebook followers and TikTok and our email list. And, and yeah, you have to, I feel like I've always had a really good relationship with it. I I know that some people are going to like me and some people are not going to like me. I'm okay. It's totally okay. Like I only want you to be here if you want to be here. So it's okay. I don't, you know, but it can be hard. I totally get that. Yeah. Yeah. I've toughened up. (laughs) Yeah, I know. No, I said I've toughened up. That's all. Toughened up. Yes, we can do this. Uh, Anyone have questions out there for us? And then while any questions are coming in, I was scrolling back through. Um, Tell everyone a little, not a little, where they can find you. Oh, yeah. So here on Instagram, you can find me at at Cool Life. You know, it's at K-U-E-L-L-I-F-E. I probably, it's probably on here, right? Because I'm on here as Yeah, it should be, yeah. Um, You're right. And then the digital platform is basically just coollife.com, but you can get there through the link in my bio. So, and, and then I'm on everything like LinkedIn, you name it. I'm on it. I think. Right. So I'm are you, are you on there as cool life? K U E L life. Cool life. Yep. Cool life. Mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. You were amazing. I'm so glad this worked out and I'm, so, and I'm glad that you got over your jet lag <laughs> today though. It took yeah. me four days. I mean, it's just, that is the one, okay, so here's what I'm saying, like, getting older isn't always unicorns and bubble gum, right? I mean, (laughs) it is definitely harder on my body now when I change time zones, which is one of the reasons I won't travel for less than two to three weeks, because it's just, it's just not worth it. I'm miserable for four days, and then if I'm turning around and coming home three days later to be miserable again, what's the point? So, yep. and you know, my, my boyfriend's like, any excuse will do for you to be traveling, huh? I'm like, yeah, kind of. <laughs> but like, it sorry. also happens to, to be true, by months. the way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, everyone. And uh, have a great Tuesday. Thank you, Wendy. Yeah, everyone have a great Tuesday. Bye, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to another great episode of the Midlife Makeover Show live on Instagram. Before we part ways, just a few quick reminders of how you and I can connect outside of this fabulous show. Number one, join the Midlife Makeover Club. It's our private Facebook community for all things related to midlife, relationships, health, mindset, and more. You will receive episode updates, interview clips of the show, Instagram live videos, wise words from Wendy, and of course, some wacky words from Wendy. Basically, anything to help you live, love, and laugh through midlife. Just go to the midlifemakeoverclub.com and request to join. We would love to have you. Number two, join us for the next Instagram live show. The cool thing about IG Lives is that you can meet new guests and ask questions live on the show. How cool is that? Just follow me on Instagram at Wendy Valentine or the Midlife Makeover Show and click on live shows on my profile. Number three, check out my Midlife Makeover Method online course available at midlifemakeovermethod.com. In this fabulous four-week online course presented by your hostess of the Midlife Mostest, 
you will embark on an awesome journey of transformation. I will help you discover your number one wish, uncover your why, and get you taking action towards creating a life you love. Over four weeks, we will go through four phases of seed to flight. You will walk away with a midlife metamorphosis.